1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than
2: football. Post-match chat with chaps. So that Millwall podcast where it finished at the Bet365 Stadium, Stoke City nil, Millwall 1. And that is the definition, my friends, of winning ugly, isn't it? I mean, um, back to the wall, scoring with her only shot on target. Um, and you ask yourself, how do we win that game? Well, we won that game because we have resilience and character in abundance. And this team don't know when they're beaten. And Stoke City, for all of the players they've got and all the pretty passing they they, they sort of played around in front of us, they couldn't hit a barn door. And that is, you put those two things together and that is how we ended up winning this game, 1-0. So let's get into it. Another superb performance in many ways. Um, and uh, oh, I just... I I can't help but start to get excited now, and this is us as Millwall. Um, You just can't help it now, right? It's getting to the stage where we've got a real chance of being in the playoffs, and I would say our best chance for a long, long, long time. Um, But yeah, let's get into it. So, in terms of the team that started the match, so a couple of surprise um, absentees again – Maybe not a couple, maybe one. Whatmore was the obvious one. So Whatmore not in the squad, therefore um, he he comes out of the the starting lineup. Versus obviously against Burnley, he started that game. Burke still not fit enough to be uh, available for the squad, and um, Adomu Maku who came on also ill. So um, a, a threadbare squad, even worse. Um, which which is the key takeout, I think. Um, and that essentially meant that Bradshaw who uh, we now know has multiple injuries. And he had no choice but to start. Um, And he played virtually 90 minutes, and we'll come on to that in a moment. But So the the key changes were Vogie moved out to the wide instead of Watmore, and Bradshaw comes in and plays in the central striking position. uh, On the subs bench, with obviously Bradshaw coming in, that meant that Sebastian... I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Drozd? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Came in. And I am not one of these people that try and claim that I know something. If I don't, I know nothing about the lad. Obviously, all I know is he's one of our highly rated younger players. I'm not sure his position or how good he is. But it's great just from uh, you know a, 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 a sort of youth standpoint that these players are being entrusted to come into the, to, into, the into the squad. So... A very very thin squad where you've got the likes of him and Sa as our only sort of attacking options on the bench. And when you look at that, and then you have Stoke, and you know I know they had no no Campbell, who's a real key player for them. Um, they have the likes of Sam Clucas on the bench. You know it's it's just again you look at that and and the the money and the squad size is is just is just night and day. But I actually think, and I'll come on to this a little bit later, that our small squad size is potentially helping us. So um, with a continuity and a togetherness standpoint. So we'll come on to that in a moment. So um, first of all, I'm going to get this in early because I'm going to see if it makes a difference. Um, I really appreciate everyone's comments, likes, shares, whatever, um, and some of the nice comments that you guys have been putting in the chats. Um, sorry, in the comment section on YouTube. Honestly, it means the world. So thank you very, very much. Um, as I say, this is just a bit of fun, um, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, so that's all this is. Um, so yeah, please do like and uh, comment on this video. Uh, it really helps the channel. So thank you very much. Well, I'll get there nice and early. So, um, we kick off the game, and the the first 10 minutes, if we can just isolate that, <laughs> uh, we go 1-0 up um, quite quickly into the game, and it all starts from a superb couple of challenges from George Saville, honestly. What what a he does what he does and he does it so well. He really, really does. He's just such a leader, honestly. We'll get into him in a minute. But a superb, superb sort of challenge from, from Sav. Releases the ball to Vogie. Vogie plays it through to Fleming, who picks the ball up just inside their half, literally, and he just drives at them and he drives and drives and drives and they back off and back off and back off and you know, you could say, why are they not trying to step in and, and make the challenge? But he, he does it with such sort of confidence and, and he just drives at the defence and he gets to a stage where the kind of goal just opens up. And he just almost sort of calmly, and this is the thing about him, just inside around the sort of 18-yard box, he's got such a calming presence and good decision-making most of the time that what he able to do is essentially just pass it into the back of the net. And it's a superb finish and we find ourselves one new up and we know how good we are when we're one new up. And Stoke have also got a habit of conceding early first goals. So you look at those two things and it's, it's a great start for us, right? Um, and it's like, okay, well, what happens now? Because for me, quite early on in the game, we looked tired and I don't blame the players at all. They are running on empty. The, you know, it's the same 11-12 that are being recycled game after game after game against the top, top sides, obviously Burnley and Sheffield United. So we just looked leggy. And then literally, I would say, and and yeah, we had our moments, and I'm not going to go into each and every single moment because I want to talk a bit more about some of our players, but it was back-to-the-wall stuff for the majority of the rest of the game. Let's be honest. Um they had a goal disallowed rightly in the first half, um, and they ended the game. And as I say I'm not going to go into the, the the whole. There's there's no point because I would literally just be talking about Stoke playing football for eighty minutes and then them completely wasting a load of chances. So there's no point me talking about that in in any great detail. And I think for Stoke fans, if you're listening, for me a, a pattern that I've noticed with you this season is that. When you've had more of the ball, you've struggled to get points. Um, when you're playing more as a counter-attacking team, like you did against Swansea, for example, you're better. And I almost thought that might suit us going into the game because I know, I knew we were going to give you the ball, and you you're unable to to break us down. Essentially, you know, we play with a low block, and you couldn't you couldn't work us out. And especially when we switched to a back five in the second half. Um, it looked comfortable and you ended up only with three shots on target the whole game Stoke with 72% possession the home side all of the ball but you just you just couldn't hit a barn door and I think you're, you're, it's just your play in the final third some of the decision making there was there was one um, and I'm going off on a tangent here but this is also related to Millwall. Burson, Salina, and I've, I've never liked him as a player, um, and I've never particularly rated him. There was once in the second half where you've had the ball for about 20 passes, and you're playing all this nice stuff in front of us, blah, blah, blah. It comes to him. He's about 35 yards out, and he just takes a shot. Aimlessly goes miles over the bar. That would not happen at Millwall. It, wouldn't, it just wouldn't, because we don't recruit players like that. And I know I'm being generalised and Stoke fans are probably thinking, saying, yeah, all right, mate, you know, Ralwick signed similar players in the past. But honestly, look at our 1-11 to yesterday. We don't recruit players like that. And to me, that plays into the togetherness, which I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about later. But going back to the game, essentially back to the wall for 80 minutes. But we got the job done and we end up seeing it out. Long doesn't really have many saves to make. So as much as it was backs to the wall, in terms of clear-cut chances created, not really. Um, and I think that's testimony for, for, to, to our players and the way that we defend from the front. So we win the game 1-0. Uh, we're fifth. Some results went our way yesterday. Some results didn't. Tuesday becomes absolutely massive. Uh, for me, it is not a must win. It is a must not lose for me. And I think that if we can if we cannot lose on Tuesday, that point will really help us. Uh, because I think whoever loses Tuesday, you kind of the, the kind of advantage that we've got by having that game on Tuesday obviously goes out the window. So it's it's a real six pointer, at a real key time. I just don't know how these players are going to go again because they are giving absolutely everything. Um and it's it's just amazing, amazing to see. It really, really, really is. So let's talk a little bit about um Some of the players and some of the observations, I think. So before I talk about uh, some individual performances, I also want to say that that is the sort of game last season we would have lost. And we did lose it last season. So for those of you that that may or may not remember, we went to Stoke City last season on the back of an eight-game unbeaten streak. I'd forgotten about this until I I was looking at it before the game. We went to Stoke City last season and we hadn't lost for eight games. The game that we'd lost before that was the game that we lost at Fulham where the scoreline flattered them. I think we lost 3-0 at Fulham and we actually played really well. And even Fulham fans were like, this wasn't a 3-0 game. Uh, And we'd gone eight games unbeaten. And we turned up to Stoke and we lost 2-0 last season. So that is a perfect example. And that is what I start to believe because you're like, with everything against us, we've now gone... And, and and somehow got three points. It was a bit like Coventry last season. Everything was against us, and then we we go there and won. But anyway, so it was a game we would have lost last season, and and we did. So this season it's just fantastic, and I think Stoke fans will know this. Their form coming into this wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I think they'd won two, drawn two, and lost one of the last five. And the they actually should have beaten Blackpool as well. So their, their form wasn't bad. And if you actually look at how they'd been playing, they have been playing some decent stuff. And, and they have got some good players. Ben Pearson, Josh Laurent, superb players at this level. And I, I won't have anything said about... They are, but factually, they are. Um, I don't know what's happened to Dwight Gale, by the way. Um, and I like Alex Nill as a manager, but his persistence with Dwight Gale this season has been a bit odd, I have to say. So for any Stoke fans listening, would love to get your view on it. Um, I know Campbell wasn't fit, but... But yes, but... Um, is this a sign of a promotion winning team possibly and let's go through the players so long didn't have much to do yesterday but what he did i thought he did well so uh long had a decent game the back four were all brilliant but i want to call out there's three players i'm going to call out in the course of this video and two of them are in the back four um so danny mack and, and murray wallace i thought were, were really really good um didn't put a foot wrong I also want to call out the fact that I both had to change to a back. Picture
0: the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Five and adapted to that. So, you know, again, the motor to go up and down the pitch, just superb. I absolutely love both of those players and I think um, they've done they've done superbly. But I want to call out Jake Cooper and Charlie Cresswell because Charlie Cresswell obviously has had his fair fair share of, of knockers um, and he's made his fair share of mistakes. There's no, there's no denying it. And I said in my last video, he's twenty twenty one years old, he's going to make mistakes. But I thought he was outstanding yesterday. Again, and I think he has been really, really good. Other than that one cock-up against um, Sheffield, I I think he's been brilliant. Uh, Was it Sheffield or Burnley? Sorry. That one cock-up, I think he's been brilliant in the last sort of few weeks and rightly kept his place yesterday and for me, should keep his place on Tuesday. Um, He, I would love to sign him. It ain't going to happen. Seriously, I've seen a lot on Twitter, you know, Leeds are going to want four or five million for him and they might even come down themselves and then if and that, that happens then he's going to be in their first team so it ain't going to happen so just enjoy the leg being here he loves it he gets it his post-match interview yesterday was we talking about um, how much the fans mean to the players um, and even done his little meal <laughs> he, he, he loves it and um, I, I'm um, I'm really pleased that he's starting to find a bit of consistency with his form because I think he's he's got a lot of talent and you got to understand he's got probably at least 10 years um, of playing, you know, in in his prime, so to speak. So I thought he was outstanding yesterday. And Jake Cooper. Now, I've always said, and um, am I going to go back on this? I'm not sure. I've always said he's not a leader. I have to say his performances in the last month or two have actually been of a leader, but just in a slightly different way. He leads. It's a little bit like Hutch. He leads by example. He he does things that I think we just now expect of him. The amount of times that a corner will come in or a cross will come in, and Cresswell did this as well, by the way, and you just expect him to head it away. Now, we shouldn't expect that because not every other team has that. But he has just become so reliable, so consistent. And dare I say it? It's the first time in his Millwall career where he has played consecutive games without Hutch and still performed at those high levels. Because always before, when Hutch wasn't there, he's dropped off. And I have to say, I think he's been outstanding. He's a couple of games away, I think, from 250 appearances, or he's he's a couple of games just after. Either way, it's a bloody lot of appearances for us. His contract is up at the end of next season, I believe, and... um, Bill from Rangers has, has talked about him, saying that they, they, you know, they're, they're interested in him. So, I really hope we can keep him and that he ends up retiring here because I think he, I honestly think, and I don't use this term lightly, if he does that and he signs a new contract, he's 28 now, say stays with us till he's 32, 33 years old, that's another five seasons. He's so consistent, he's never injured, he plays every minute of every game. He will end up being a More legend. And I don't use that term lightly. So I really hope that's the case. I think he's been brilliant. And I think he's... And I will admit it, I think he's been underappreciated even from from myself at times. So I thought Coops yesterday was, was outstanding um, and a real captain's performance. I thought Saville and Shaq, uh, again, were good. They were busy. They, they did what they had to do. The, the thing is, is that when we're playing like this, their game, and the same for the forward line, it just all becomes about being defensive. So... You, you you can't really say anything about their sort of forward looking and how they, you know, how they their influence going forwards because we we didn't really have anything yesterday. But each game goes by, I think Sav is just uh, what he offers his team is just outstanding. I don't think anyone else can do it. And I thought Shaq was equally as good yesterday. Fleming um, had a good game. He scored a superb goal and he's 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 he's, he's a match winner. And that's what he was yesterday. He won us the game because of a, a bit of a bit of brilliance. He is he's a class above, and 1.7 million I think we paid for him is outstanding business. If you to take football aside, that's a 1.7 million pound investment that already he's at, at least, and I, I'm being really um, conservative here. He's trebled that at least. So what a superb bit of business and fair pay, fair play to the club for getting that done and then the front three so I'm going to talk about them collective and then I'm going to talk about one person individual so um, Bradshaw actually did have a good chance in the second half it was a superb block from Ben Wilmot who I thought was one of Stokes' better players yesterday Um, it was typical us set piece locked up Cooper flicked it on Bradshaw reacts first strikes it I don't know if it's going in because it looks like it's actually going to go straight towards a goalkeeper but either way superb block from Wilmot and it goes out for a corner um but that front three, considering the amount of minutes and yards they put in. They were just, again, outstanding. I honestly think we have the best defensive forward line in the league. There is no other team that have, will have forwards that work as hard off the ball as we do and for as long. And to keep that mentality, you've got to think about it. You're a striker you're a forward. Your job is to score and create goals, but you spend 80 minutes going the other way just as a human that must be you know like it must be psychologically a bit difficult but I thought they were outstanding yesterday all three of them and the one I want to call out in particular um who I um someone put in the comments last week and and it was a fair comment that I maybe don't talk about Honeyman enough but I thought Honeyman yesterday was outstanding and between him and Coops or Cressy for man of the match, I I, I don't know. I, I can't really split them. I, I might even give it to Honeyman. Um, I thought he was just phenomenal, and the reason he was phenomenal was because we spent the whole game defending. As a forward player, defending Honeyman is fantastic. He's because of all of the reasons we talked about before. He's engine. He's character. He's honesty as a professional. He just worked so hard for the team. You can tell he's a top bloke in just in general. And he was just... I, he, he should be tested because the the energy um, throughout the game that he, he, he put in was just fantastic. He's also really good at winning free kicks because one of the things with Honeyman is his first touch isn't the greatest and he'll take a touch and it'll kind of take him forward, but he's got just enough about him to get there first, which therefore means the other player brings him down. And he's really good at kind of winning these free kicks at vital times, just to to slow um slow the game down. And as a defensive winger, because that's in my opinion what he is, he is fantastic. He was superb yesterday, and there was one bit that epitomised in a I think it was a ninety fourth minute. And I'm going to recall this very very wrong. So for those of you listening, you're like that wasn't quite what happened. So, but by this stage, I was uh, having heart palpitations. Um there was a moment where I think, from memory, the, 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 the goalkeeper and the defender were sort of playing it around, and, and you know, Honeyman was just chasing back and forth constantly. And he ended up not only doing that, but he ended up winning a throw in. And then I think from that throw in, he chased it down again and we ended up having a having a chance with Malone as well. And Honeyman was the player that arrived in the box. I can't remember exactly what happened. All I know is that somehow he found bursts of energy in the ninety fourth minute. That was just for me, just epitomizes what he's all about. Um and Rower even commented on that in 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 his post match interview. So fair play, Mr. Honeyman. I thought you were superb. Um and the subs all played their part as well. Because this is a I say a squad game. It's a very small squad, but it is a squad game. And and yes, that's it really. We 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 win the game and it wasn't pretty. Um but it just shows you the camaraderie, camaraderie we have. And I just feel like everything's coming together at the right time. Even at the end, I think the fans are appreciating appreciate what Mr. Rowick's doing and, you know, rightly so. I think the job he's done with this group is just is just it has to be admired. Um so Mr. Rowitz's got his own chant now. Um and uh I've heard it sung before, but never like that. And it must have been the ice on and the cake and, and the the tonic for Mr. Rowitt to hear that. Um against a a club that that don't like him for for what he did for them. So that must have been great for him. Um, Is this a sign of a team that are going to get in the top six? Well, look, I think we lost the likes of Jed. We lost the likes of Matt Smith. We lost the likes of Pearcey in the last year, who take their footballing ability to the side. They're all leaders of this dressing room. And the fact that you're seeing this togetherness now and even the new players coming in and commenting on how good the dressing room is. You have to give credit to, I think, three people. First one, Rowit. Second one, the leaders that have been consistent in that dressing room. So the likes of Muzza, Hutch, Koops, etc. I'm, I'm naming a few. And then the recruitment. Because this is what I touched on earlier. We, we clearly recruit a certain type of profile player. Um, we recruit players that are fundamentally, first and foremost, honest professionals and workers. We will never recruit someone, in my opinion, that doesn't have that core ingredients because that's what makes a middle player a middle player. What we have started to do, though, is bring those players in, but with a bit more quality on top, and Fleming's a perfect example of that. So the club deserve massive credit for that. And look, whatever happens now, I struggle to see how we're going to go again Tuesday against Lewin. but you know what? Whatever happens, let back the boys. Um, and for those of us that are travelling... To that game, it's just going to be a proper old-school football match. Um, uh, A terrible but great stadium um, and a a fitting occasion for it. So it was 2-2 last season there. I'd probably take that. Uh, Again, I think Luton are better away from home. So does that give us an opportunity? I don't know. Um, But what a game yesterday. What a performance again. What a squad we've got. And I think all we can do is take our hat off to them. And uh, I think you you really now seeing this mutual appreciation between what the fans bring and then what these players are doing for us because it's it's just fantastic to see. So another fantastic post-match interview to give on a, on a win. Um, and we go again. So look, I hope you've had a fantastic weekend. This one's a little bit longer. Apologies, I feel like I've rambled a little bit, but I think there's just some things that I'm so passionate about and I, I'm just... It's so good to be a Millwall fan at the minute. Um and I hope you all agree. So, yeah, please do. Tell me what you think. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's nothing more I can say. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye for now.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone.